From time to time, people will ask me, what are the best books on preaching? And in this episode, I want to give you my top five books on preaching, really that have stood the test of time, and then I'm going to throw in a few honorable mentions that I think are worth looking into. Now, I want to mention that there are lots of books that have been written on the subject of preaching, how to preach better, how to prepare better. The reason why I like these five books the most, or the reason why they've stood out more than others, is simply because they have a direct actionable impact on my message preparation and delivery. But beyond that, some of these books go even further where they have an impact on me as a pastor and my approach to preaching and communicating in general. And I think there's room for both, but if you're looking for five books just to get started on your journey, like you wanna add these to your cart on Amazon and you want to start reading them as soon as you can, these five books on preaching are gonna be some of the best that you can get started with. I'm gonna give you a idea of why I like each one, the impact they've had on me, and you'll have everything you need to get started, maybe with all of them or one that you enjoy the most. If you're new here, my name's Lane. This is the Preaching Donkey Podcast. This is episode 96. Welcome, it is so awesome to have you here. If you haven't yet, be sure to grab my free guide to creating killer sermons. It's at preachingdonkey.com slash 21 days, the 21 day guide to creating killer sermons. It's a three week, three step process that will walk you through how to create and deliver a compelling life changing message. So whether you've been preaching for a long time and you're looking for a resource that will help you kind of get a fresh perspective, fresh idea on sermon prep, or if you are brand new to preaching and you're just looking for anything you can find to help, there's something in there for you. So go to preachingdonkey.com slash 21 days to pick that up right now. Now, I want to mention, I first released this article, Best Five Books on Preaching, in October of 2016. And to be honest, the list has not changed. These tr truly are the tried and true books. Now, since then, there's been more books that have been released, and some of them are really great. But again, if you're looking for a list of just five really good books, classic books on preaching, that will get you started down this path, this is a great place to start. So it amazes me the insights and wisdom available to us in great preaching books. I've pulled together the books that have impacted my preaching the most. If you're anything like me, it's hard to find time to read every book that's recommended to you, and that's why I tend to listen to my books on Audible or Libby. But again, some of these books are so good that I went ahead and bought the physical copies and read through those as well as listened to them. So you can decide which one is right for you. Each one of these books will help you improve your preaching in distinct ways. I love all of them for different reasons, and my copies are all marked up. Here's my list of the best five books on preaching. Number five is Preaching and Preachers by D. Martin Lloyd-Jones. This is a classic work that speaks to the centrality and importance of preaching. It definitely should be a staple in any pastor's library. So I recommend this book as a staple text to any especially young preacher who's brand new to preaching, brand new to the profession of preaching, pastoring, leading people in a congregational setting. This book is just a staple item. And there's a lot of insights in there, but mainly the thing that I love so much about it is that much like the way Spurgeon writes, there's so much about the character of the person that has to be present in order for the preaching to really make an impact and for the pastor to be effective over the long haul over time. 
So preaching and preachers really, I think, should be standard reading across the board, especially for young pastors and new preachers. Christ-Centered Preaching by Brian Chappelle. This is number four. I love this book. And I love this book because of its focus on every message pointing to Jesus as the central focus, but also the hero of the story. So this book discusses the importance of preaching Christ in every sermon and out of every text, teaches the reader to see the gospel implications in every text and communicate them with clarity. What this book did for me is it gave me a practical, biblically accurate way to preach any text and show the way Jesus fits into that story. That really, even though we might be in 1 Kings, even though we might be in Exodus, even though we might be in 1 Corinthians, no matter where we are, Old Testament or New, the point of the story is Jesus. And the fact that he came, he lived, he died, he rose again, and in him, we can have access to the Father. We can have new life. We become new creations. Our sins are forgiven and we are given a newness of life. That message is so vital to preaching. And I'll tell you why. Uh, If we set that aside and we just preach, hey, here's the way to behave like a Christian. Here's some lessons we can learn from the Old Testament. Here's what we, we see in Paul's letters. And we divorce that from the implications of the gospel It is reduced to moralism. Just live a better life and try harder. Be a better Christian. That is not the gospel. It is religion. And that's what happens when we preach without Jesus being pointed to as the way we're actually able to live this way. So the way this looks is when we preach messages where the message could be completely lived out apart from Jesus... And there's no mention of his redeeming work being the way in which we are empowered to live. As Colossians says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. It's really just kind of Christ could be out of the picture and it wouldn't matter. What this book is, it shows, what this book does is he he shows how the gospel message and the implications of Jesus' life and ministry are not only like, you know, important, it is essential. It's vital to the message. So what this does for me is every message that I preach, I really try to think, is there a clear thread throughout this message of the redemption story of the gospel that Jesus is the answer, right? Like he's the hero. He's the one we're pointing to. And if there's not, then I I really, that needs to be worked out before I get up and preach the message. It's a vital part of my preparation. So Christ-centered preaching is a just another really good book. Number three, Preaching the Art of Narrative Exposition by Calvin Miller. So I've got, got this right here. I love this book. I love this book so much. I absolutely love Calvin Miller's writing. He is witty, humorous, totally nuanced in preaching. He writes from years of experience with honest observations about the frustrations and obstacles of preaching. He teaches the reader to become a master storyteller and make better use of storytelling for more impact. This is one book that I read back through every year. I I just cannot get enough of Calvin Miller's writing. He's no longer alive, um, but I'm so glad he wrote this book. 
I will say this. If you're looking at any of the books on this list and you're thinking, oh, you know, maybe, maybe not, this one is worth the, the purchase. It is worth reading this book, if nothing else, because it opens you up to storytelling and really seeing how so much of the scripture is narrative. Like the vast majority of scripture is a story. So when our sermons are completely void of story, when they're just didactic teaching, when they're just propositional truths, but they don't really have any of that posture of storytelling, then we're really missing a massive opportunity to show people kind of the beauty of God's story. And if you're like me, if you're like a lot of pastors, what I tend to lean towards is didactic teaching, propositional truth, thus saith the Lord, right? Here's the text. Here's what it says. Here's what it means. Here's how we apply it. Let's keep reading. That's my style. What this book did for me is it gave me a a language of storytelling, and it showed me that it's not a lesser form of communication. It's not a lesser form of preaching. There are some people in different theological camps that will kind of take a lot of pride in being very scholarly and being very intellectual with their approach to the scripture. And that's totally fine. Sometimes those people will look at those who are good storytellers and take a more kind of narrative approach to their messages. And they look at them as kind of like not being as scholarly or as intellectual as they are. And as not taking as as much of a biblical scholastic approach to teaching. The problem with that is that if you look at how Jesus communicated, it was almost always questions and stories. He would be asked a question and he would answer that question with a question, or he would answer that question by telling a story, or he would teach with story. Now, not all the time. Obviously, the Sermon on the Mount, he's giving principles and propositional truths and commands, but the vast majority of the way he communicated was with story. And so this book is worth reading if for nothing else to kind of open your eyes and open your minds to how important storytelling is and how you can utilize it in your messages. So again, I cannot say like, I can't say enough good things about this book. Number two, Communicating for a Change by Andy Stanley. This book is an absolute just gold standard for how to communicate an idea in a persuasive way that reaches out and kind of grabs your listeners and pulls them in. Andy Stanley's sermon flow method of me, we, God, you, we is one of the most useful communication tools I've ever discovered. This book is worth picking up just to get a handle on that method and learn to put it to use. I find myself using this method method when one, I'm communicating something important, and two, I need to motivate people to action in some area. So you need this in your toolbox. I've got, I've got the paper copy right here. What I love about this book, apart from just its implications in your sermons, if you can understand this idea of me, we, God, you, we, from a sheer communications standpoint, it will aid you every single time you get up to communicate any idea. I did a video on this podcast about this where I talked about using the me, we, God, you, we method 
in your announcements, like when you're giving announcements using the me, we, God, you, we method. You can search that out on this channel, Preaching Donkey YouTube channel. The way he lays out how to communicate an idea clearly by going from me, this kind of idea of ethos building, right? Relating to it personally, to we, to broadening that out to everybody who's in the room that we all can relate to this. We all kind of have a stake in this to the implications of God and what he's commanded us to do and the implications of how there is something God has called us to that we all have kind of a tension here. We all kind of relate to this. We have stakes in it. And God is wanting to show us something, wanting to command us to do something, want us to lead us. He, he wants to lead us into something. And then you, right? So if me and we have something, a stake in it, and God has commanded something of us, God wants something for us, then you being the people listening, there's a application step that you need to take and that I'm included in that. And if we all do that, then there's this vision, right? There's this idea of like, what if we all together did this kind of thing that God is calling us to? How amazing would that be? Learning that and kind of mastering that from just a sheer communications perspective will do more for you than almost anything else in terms of just practical usage of how to communicate. So again, communicating for a change. And then number one, preaching, communicating faith in an age of skepticism by Tim Keller. So Tim Keller shares years of wisdom in this practical guide to engaging skeptics with the message of the gospel. He teaches his method of research and delivery that speaks to the heart of the unbeliever. This book is packed with insights on how to better engage the changing world around you. You need to read this book now. So, okay, here's what I love about Tim Keller's approach. He was in New York for 100 years or what, 30 years, and he had the Redeemer Presbyterian Church right there in New York City. And the approach he took with preaching to skeptics in New York was to try to understand them to try to understand their world, their arguments, and to try to show how scripture has an answer to not only the skeptics, but the wanderers and the wanderers and the people who are looking for something out of life, looking for meaning. And in this book, he walks you through, here's how you do that. And here's why it's so important. And here's the approach you have to take. I love this book for no other reason than it exposed me, someone who grew up in the Bible Belt, uh, and I went and worked at a church in D.C. for ten years. But you know, we were—it was still like very insulated in terms of just there wasn't a whole lot of skeptics at that church in the way that they might show up to a church in New York City. And still, I, I learned so much from that book about. Here's where people are in terms of the way they approach, like the skepticism and the apprehension with which they, they approach the word, Christians, pastors, churches, the distrust they might have. And here's what you have to do. The, the burden is really on you to reach out and engage them at a level that would be, con would be taken seriously by them. It's just an amazing read. And then finally, as a bonus, I just want to mention my two books, Preaching Killer Sermons and Become a Preaching Ninja. Both of these books are good for different reasons. One of them, Preaching Killer Sermons, is all about the kind of overall role that we take on as pastors and the your entire system of working 
pastoring, working preaching into your overall pastoral ministry so that it's holistic. And then Become a Preaching Ninja really focuses on the sermon creation and delivery itself. So those two books are are also, if I do say so myself, are awesome. I also want to mention my good friend Brandon Kelly wrote a book called Preaching Sticky Sermons. And in that, he lays out a really cool kind of four or five, six step process of like what he does in each sermon. And it's really, really helpful. So those books will get you started on your journey. And if you're not a reader, then just pick one and buy the audible version or whatever, or find it for free somewhere and listen to it. And you won't regret it. If you're watching here on YouTube, let me know what are your favorite books down below. If you want easy, quick access to these, there's links in the description below that you can check out. I'll see you next time here on the Preaching Donkey Podcast. Until then, remember, if God can speak through a donkey, he can speak through you, and he can speak through me. We'll see you next time here at the Preaching Donkey Podcast.